Hey, what's up, guys? Fig and Dish here. Hey, how you doing? Uh, another podcast. Um, just want to talk about. Uh, so yesterday on our podcast, we talked about how I was going fishing on a charter boat. So um, tell us how that was. Tell us how that was. It was great, man. So we, we launched out. Um, we had to be there, Twenty uh, Second Street Landing, San Pedro, which is like fifteen minutes from us, ten minutes just over the Vincent Thomas Bridge. I had to be there at uh, like four a.m. Got there a little bit earlier. So we are like, first in line. So this boat, uh, El Pescador is the name of the boat, was limited to 15 people. I guess, like, a private party was canceled or a two-day was canceled. So they put it up, like, last minute. It filled up like that. It was quick. Awesome. Um, but it was great. Uh, captain knew where to go. Deckhands were awesome. Um, got us out there uh, uh, outside of Catalina Island. So we pretty much went to the east part of Catalina Island and pretty much worked around that whole area. But, I mean, um, we we hit some distance in between uh, each location that we hit. And uh, we had we landed six six yellowtails on our boat. Okay. I got one and uh, five other guys. No one doubled in yellowtails, and everyone else caught a fish. No one, uh, no one um, did not catch a fish. Um, there were some barracudas, uh, calicos, for the most part. I think I seen one, one sand bass which is surprising because I was expecting more. And then yellowtails, man. So this is the first time in my life I've ever been on a boat um, that went searching for yellowtails. And, man, those things are oh, tough. Yeah, my arms are going to be dead for, like, the next two days. It takes about 10 to 15 minutes from, I think, was on average from all the people that were catching them. Well, me and the other five um, people that caught them. But uh, it was it was about, that was about the average time it took to reel them in. But those guys are strong, man. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's there wasn't a one person that caught them, and reeled them in in the same spot they were standing. Every person made a complete one eighty around the whole entire boat um, to reel them in. So it was good though this, that this boat was limited because I heard that a lot of boats that sell out of Long Beach and stuff, hold like 60, 70 people wow. sometimes. And only 15 on this one? And only 15 on this one. And it still wow. seemed kind of difficult when these yellowtails start biting and pulling, even with 15 people. I mean, it's wow. enough people to get, definitely get out of the way, but I couldn't imagine a boat with like 50 people or plus. Right. Wow. Yeah, that, that would be frustrating. But it was a good day, though. It was a good How long day. did it take you to reel it in? Mine took me, I'm not going to say it, it was a, the longest one. There was There was another guy. I think his might have been closer to, man, about 20 minutes. Okay. His might have been closer to about 20 minutes. And everyone else's seemed to be about the same time that took, took uh, mine to reel in, which was about between 5 and 10, I have to say. Because, okay. you know, when, when you know those things happen a lot faster than you think they do, but when you watch them happen, um, they take longer. So I, we all knew that the, the guy who caught his first took the longest, definitely. It really did. And so that got us on the board and got everyone excited that we're actually going to be out and catch a yellowtail because that's what they advertise. And um, everyone else, though, well, I, I was actually the second before the last to catch a yellowtail. Okay. Okay. So you figure we had six total, so there was three, four. Wait, yeah, four more caught prior to me. Yes. You know, So I got to see all those being caught. And then, you know, mine's felt like it was, you know, it took minutes because of the fight. You're in the, your adrenaline's pumping. 
But it, in actuality, it probably took the same just as those other guys, which was about five to ten minutes, which is still a long time to catch a fish. Yeah. From what I'm used to, like catching largemouth bass and like trout, like freshwater fish, fish. Yeah. it's seconds. It happens so fast, it's like a blink of an eye. Um, but this this is definitely a different uh, experience. And it was gnarly, man. So we like went out to the east side of Catalina. I took medication, so I didn't get dizzy. It worked out great. Um, it was cool. It was a nice boat. The bunks were nice. I didn't use them. My intention was to, but I didn't. I was so amped up. Because I also caught a barracuda and two uh, calico bass as well. Okay. So it was fun. It nice. was fun. Nice. Yeah. It was constantly active because the, the, the captain, if we weren't, if no one was getting bites, you know, and some guys would get one bite, but he wouldn't qualify that or, you know, justifies, justify that, uh, as as somewhere where you know where he felt he um in in his thoughts where he should stay you know if one guy got a bite he waited ten minutes and we left if two or three guys got a bite especially if there's a yellowtail being bit we stood in that area for a long time because I want to say out of the six yellowtail caught two two of them which were the first and the second one that were caught were caught in the same spot the other four were all caught in different locations. There was they, none, none, none of those last four repeated themselves as far as where they were caught and and, uh, and what location. But it was fun for everybody. Everyone had a good time. Um, a couple kids on there. Uh, I thought I thought it was awesome. I definitely would go on that boat again. I want to follow those guys out. Uh, El Pescador uh, captain's name was Jacob. Cool guy. They're all they were all really cool. The whole all the deckhands. Everyone was really really nice. They made it an experience uh, that you want to experience again. You know, I have was out there all day, man, from 5 a.m. You know, we got back about 7, 7.30. Wow. Good day, good day. Yeah, but I had a lot of fun because, you know, I'm, I'm just remembering the highlight moments. So to take it all in, I feel like mm -hmm. I might probably have to go again. <laughs> but it was cool. It was cool, man. You know, it's uh, part of hobbies, man. Hobbies are so cool. You have a hobby. I got a few hobbies, and um, I like I like to do those things because uh, they make my life awesome. <laughs> yeah, I make time less boring, more go by. Well, yeah, I mean, because a lot of people, I mean, I do so many things now. You know, it's like painting. It's like something I've just, you know, started to take up that I really like, I really enjoy. And um, I can't imagine my life now without it. So the more hobbies you get, the more time you feel like you, the less you have because you want to do all these things and you really don't get the chance to do all of them. So, I mean, obviously you're going to do what you enjoy most. But when you learn something new and you actually figure out that you could do it, especially at an older age other than, like, learning it from, like, elementary school or school where you feel yeah. like you're taught and you're good at certain things. It's like one thing that I always tell people I'm a big, big believer in is you could never stop learning. Well, of course. Course. Someone tells you, oh, you, you stop learning, you stop being smart at, you know, 38, 40 years old, your brain doesn't work the same. They're, those those people stop learning, they're 10. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. You learn something new every day. Right? That's that's, yeah. a, that's a big yeah, saying. I do. I do. You believe in that? I do. I yeah. always learn something new. I do. I appreciate it, man. I don't care who tells me, too. Now, technology, too, you get a lot of, a lot of uh, young people telling older people what's what. Yep. Which I think is cool. Unless the kid's an asshole. Yeah. You know, it makes you feel like, you, like you're stupid. Fuck off. 
(laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, um, for the most part, yeah, you can never stop learning, man. And hobbies are a good way to escape um, those uh, demons. Those demons, yeah. Demons, it's a time for yourself to relax and do what you like to do. Not getting paid for it. Be awesome if you were getting paid for it. Some of those people are fortunate enough to be artists and creators, but um, you know, it just doesn't happen. Just like like it is for those people. Those people weren't chose like from birth to be artists. It's, they did something they loved, and someone noticed it. So when you do something, keep doing it, man. If you think you're good at it, it's because you are good at it. Don't stop. And other people will appreciate that. Someone pitch you down because they suck. They suck at everything. They suck at their name sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, um. Do you feel like you have to drink or smoke weed to have a good time? You do stuff like that, like no, your hobbies, no, or you go on like a fishing trip, or I don't know if fishing's your thing, but I mean, yeah, I know fishing's your thing, dish, but I mean, you get out and do something fun, you know, camping, whether yeah. it's something you like or don't like. I mean, if you're experiencing something new, do you feel like you have to drink or smoke weed? Well, you know, I I, I don't actually feel like I have to drink, but you know, I, I am. I admit, I'm an alcoholic and. Sometimes you know I I, I want to drink. <laughs> oh man, yeah, uh, yeah. If you have, if you're an alcoholic, and then that's a personal issue. But um, yeah, what I'm really trying to ask the crowd is, uh, yeah, whether you like to drink or smoke. Me, like on a day like today, why don't you just sitting at home doing nothing? But we do whatever I can to do to make things just that are plain and boring fun. But like today, I just I no didn't didn't think about smoking, didn't think about drinking. It was just rocking and rolling. Nice. So it was really really cool. Um, you know, just uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, it it was it was cool. I, I took a lot of videos on my phone and pictures, and I really really took it all in. And the older you get in life, the more you got you got to take those things in. Because I was young. I see some young guys on the boat. They don't bother to take pictures. They're just rocking. They, they move so quick. You know, they're slamming beers in the morning, and they're just getting going, which I love to see because that's awesome. I was the same way when I was young. And, you know, you always think that, like, oh, I'm going to do this 100 times over, which you probably will, but how many pictures are you going to take? How many videos or stuff that you're going to actually do to remember those times? Because I've done so much stuff. And the older I get, like, like I, I, I run into friends. Or, you know, people I've done things with, they're like, hey, remember that time? Then it mm-hmm. all comes back, yep. which is awesome, but I don't like it at the same time. Because I feel like I have so memories, so many memories that I remember by myself already that are great that um, I wish I remembered those too. And I, and, I, and I wonder why I can't. You know, I, I feel like that way for everybody because I've, I've been in that situation too where I've brought up moments and people have been like, oh, oh wow, now I remember. And so, uh, no, and not saying that has to do with anything to drinking or smoking, but like I said, I just really, really took a lot of pictures and um, time to take uh, videos and, you know, do things with my camera that I really wouldn't care uh, about doing when I was younger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was, it was cool, man. It was cool. So uh, beer and weed? No. But, you know. Things are always great with beer and weed, regardless. Like I said, you know, you could watch The Simpsons and beer and weed will make it the, the best, the best thing ever. But uh, 
you know, when you when you go out and do things, you know, live in the moment. Live in the moment. You'd be surprised on how how uh, that natural high makes you forget about everything, you know. But uh, but other than that, uh, um, you know, speaking of being uh, being weird on beer and weed, uh, UFOs. We've had a lot of talk about UFOs lately, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, there's there's been all kinds of things all over the news. Joe Rogan's been touching down a lot of things. Vince, what what do you believe? What do you believe, Dish, about um, uh, uh, UFOs? I mean, not what do you believe about. That sounds stupid. It should be what do you know about. But do you believe in UFOs is what I want to ask you first to start with. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, like, of course you see. And, that, and, and, that, and, that, and that's a complex question because when I say do you believe in UFOs, that, that can mean anything well no 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 because ufo means on that uh, unidentified flying objects and to us that can that that's a lot because yeah because what there, we see there, up, there what we see up there yeah exactly that's from any we, country yeah, yeah from any anywhere. country's government that has just jets we've never seen that's before. What, that's where i was going secret missions so do you believe in unidentified objects being related to extraterrestrial life i mean, you know i'm gonna have to say about like 50 percent well, you're a 50 50 guy, 50% of like what we see up there is uh, alien activity, and like 50% is you know, governments for our government, other governments. You know, you know, there's a lot of things that you know that could happen up, up, up in the sky. The sky is big. Well, that's a good point because I do so, agree, I do agree that there are um, identified flying objects that are uh, related to extraterrestrials. And I also believe that there are identified flying objects that are government related because yeah. there is like um, what's a guy, the guy that was on Joe Rogan podcast, uh, Lavi. What's his name? Um, come on, Bob Bob Levy. Okay, yeah, the guy who's uh, worked at Area Fifty One and whatnot, and it's like work, you know, to help structure or create a UFO, which which I, I feel maybe came from. A model of a crashed UFO that was discovered, but yes, I feel like the government has relations with um, identified flying objects, and that they're secret missions. Uh, I just feel like the, the the universe is just way too big, and you know what? I I was always skeptical um, about UFOs when I was a kid. Thought I might have seen some things one time with the family and other things people pointed out, but just grew out of it, forgot about it. But um, like we were just talking about earlier, taking things in. I was old enough to take things in. I seen a UFO, not just by myself, with a friend of mine. We seen a UFO. Yeah, you were there that day. I was didn't there, you? but I didn't. I was, you you I were seconds away from second, seeing it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm still kind of skeptical. I'm not gonna lie, but I mean, I've seen it, so I believe. And it was it was a pretty. Um, I'm not gonna say life changing experience, but not an experience. It, yeah, that's that's more like it. I'll remember it forever. That's for sure. Uh, it was pretty cool. It was cool. Um, yeah, definitely changed my, uh, my my point of view on things. What, what what not not like not drastically because I was already kind of in that same field. You know, it was kind of same ballpark is more what I should say. But yeah, definitely more out there. Uh, space is so big. Space is so so big. I mean, our galaxy, all our planets give us balance. The 
that's what makes life on Earth, and that's why I feel like there's so many galaxies because they sustain. Uh, um, they hold some kind of life, right? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, I believe that. I mean, then like there's like in the galaxies far away, like like you know how they say every star is a has its own galaxy, and that's what I believe it's at. You know, there's life somewhere else, maybe not in this galaxy or any planets that uh, in our galaxy, the Milky Way, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But like somewhere else, you know, like the technology is way far advanced. I actually believe that our technology is advanced enough to have actually encountered them. I don't think so. I, I, it, I it, it'd be more out there. It, it'd be more out not. there. I mean, because we're still area, reaching there's, out. There's that, there's that Area 51. Well, Area 51 is something that's been around since the 1940s. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm more leaning towards like the, 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 uh, the robotic material that we send into space, the drones that we land, in, you know, send into space. Those, those are gonna prove things. Yeah. So until then, you know, things will get out, but we're finding out more and more stuff a lot more rapidly than we did, you know, 50, 60 years ago when we supposedly landed on the moon, which we haven't been back to since yeah. then. But we're sending drones to Mars, but that's that's another podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Speaking of stars, though, Vince Dodgers sweep the Cardinals. Nice swept them. Yeah, and walk off today. Well, oh, and, and how the Cardinals? And the Cardinals worth anything? Oh, yeah, about? no, yeah. Cardinals are you know they're only two games behind the division. They're uh, they're up there in the wild card. They're 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 always they're always the competitor. Yeah, they're always yeah, competitor. They're always there to the very end. Uh, but of course, you know the Dodgers, you know, like running, running away with the division. They're up eighteen and a half games. Um, I mean, last last time that they played, uh, the Cardinals did sweep us uh, over there in uh, St. Louis yeah, four right. games. So it was nice to get the payback back at home in three games. Uh, today was actually a walk off. Okay, um, I was yeah, you take the words right out of my mouth because I was just going to mention that after you mentioned it the first time was a walk-off. I've heard that over and over and over again for Dodger games this season. Ten times this year, walk-off. That's what I was going to ask you. Is there is there some kind of record being set for that at all? Uh, so far, uh, they are pretty close. I'm not sure exactly the numbers are, but I uh, it was mentioned today on the broadcast when I was watching the game uh, that they, uh, you know, it's uh, you know it's amazing to see how, you know, when they the, don't go, give up, they don't give up when you go, you know, the Dodgers have only lost 15 games at home, 15 games at home. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, when you go to see a Dodger game, you know, as a fan, you know, you, you don't leave the game. You know, usually sometimes you leave the game, you know, they're losing two, three, two, three runs. Yeah. Uh, but this team now, you know, two, three runs, it's, it's, still, it's, it's yeah. like a tight game still. Yeah. You know, especially in the bottom of the ninth. Like I, today. I, I feel like living in LA, being a Dodger fan, that's kind of been the pattern. Um, not the pattern, but a, a, a progressive pattern over the last three or four years is because, you know, five, six, seven, ten years ago when the Dodgers were down, yeah. six, seventh inning, a lot of people would just leave. Yeah. And then every year they've gotten better. And now, you know, three compared to three years ago, you know, like you said, they'll be down four runs, three runs at the bottom of the eighth, and people are going to stay. Yeah. Because of the way they've been playing and the things they pull off. Yeah, and exactly like you know, maybe it's, it's not just this year; it's been happening in the last past year. But now it's like it's expected. Like you know, like it's bottom of the ninth inning, and you know, you you're down a couple of runs. You, you know, it's not it's not over. You know, you you no, you're yeah. expecting you know at least at least a tie, go extra innings, and then walk it off. Uh, like today, I mean, you know, the rookies have been doing it a lot earlier in this year. You know. 
uh, you know, Will Smith, Perdugo, and uh, Beatty, you know, coming in. And, you know, when they had that three, that weekend with the three walk-offs against the Rockies. And uh, now, you know, uh, like on Sunday, it was a walk-off with Max Muncy hitting a double uh, to win the game. And today, uh, Russell Martin, you know, back in blue. Yeah. Uh, and he, uh, you know, it was a, one of those uh, just seeing high singles, you know, and just snuck in through. And fortunately, yeah. fortunately for the Dodgers and the fans, you know, it came, you know, yeah, yeah. He, he's another guy uh, that shocked me. Like, you know, we talked about in one of our other podcasts before how the Dodgers are just simply great at like picking guys up from minor league and trading players. And he's one of those guys that I'm talking about. Um, I thought like it was a joke. I, I mean, I mean, we thought well, he just wants to finish his contract in LA, be someone nice to have on the squad, but he's actually coming through. Yes, he has. He's been consistent, and uh, you know, he's not starting or anything. he wasn't starting catcher. Austin Barnes had uh, had that uh, that title, but uh, he got sent down, and now Will Smith has that title, uh, getting most of the starts. But Russell Martin still coming in there, getting getting some starts, handling the pitching staff well. You know, coming in clutch when he needs to. Getting those base hits in there. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it's just, you know, like last year, you know, like we got uh, got Matt Kemp back from, you know, after we released him. And he was kind of kind of surprised, too, you know, coming back and uh, being clutch and helped us get to the World Series. And, you know, and Russell Martin, I hope, you know, he's repeating it this year with someone coming back from the team that was uh, traded. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to see Russell Martin doing good. You know, I've always been a fan of his. You know, he's a good guy and uh, got the walk off today. Dodgers with the Cardinals. Yeah. Great to see. Still matters. Still matters. Uh, that's that's awesome. That's cool. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I was in the fishing charter today. That was a thing. People were talking about Dodgers. You made sure to mention it when the walk off was heard about. And nowadays, wherever you go, that's how you talk about Dodgers. Yeah. yeah. But I, 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 I you know, well, at least me, I'm always wearing my Yeah, dog yeah, hat. you're a fan, and I'm pretty sure these people on the boat were. I'm a, f- I'm a fan-ish. That makes sense? Yeah. So uh, I just kind of feel like uh, before I go and open my mouth, these guys need to win a series, man. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, I mean, you know, I'm still I'm always going to root for them. Like, you know, I'm a big Dodge fan. Win or lose, um. Always gonna support them, but yeah, they need to, they need to give us a they need to give us a championship. You know, it's been two years that we failed, and uh, hopefully, third time's a charm. And uh, I mean, this team's looking real hungry. Yeah, they, look, they at they one point really with these walk offs. You know, we're not giving up, and I hope it continues to the very end until we win that championship. In my opinion, the way this team is playing, we're gonna run through the playoffs. Yeah, Same way good. we ran through this season. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope for the best of that. I hope so. Um, uh, other, 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 uh, well, yeah, the Dodgers definitely are going to be in the, um, MLB playoffs. Um, we're definitely in the, um, the national championship for sure. And, um, hopefully they get the world series win this year. Speaking of, for upcoming events, let's talk some cinema. Um, a lot of good movies coming out this upcoming weekend. Um, not, not not this weekend, but the following weekend. What's yeah. that? The 16th, 17th? The 16th, yeah. We got the, what is it? The Good Boys? or The Good Boys, yeah. The Good Boys. So that's comedy about some young kids, right? These kids are like, what, under 10 years old or something that's like that? Yeah, it's rated yeah. R. It's supposed to be awesome. I don't think they could show too many previews from what we've seen, how crazy it's going to be. 
Yeah, but it's from the directors that brought brought us uh, Super Bad and, and Sausage Party. So Seth Rogen, it's gonna be sweet. I think it's gonna be sweet. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. I'm also looking forward to uh, Peanut Butter Falcon. Yep, right? that one looks very very interesting. Yeah, um, Charlotte Buff said that one actually changed. It was a career changing. Um, experience for experience him. for him, yeah, that he did. I can imagine though. I guess the actor's name. What's his name again? I forget his name. The kid with Down syndrome, but it looks like he does a good job. I guess this is the introduction of him. And I'm, I, I, I could just imagine maybe that's he had a big part of why Shia LaBeouf feels that way. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's um, I think those kids are always awesome, man. Those kids with Down syndrome, they're characters. They are. There's, there's nothing there's, really wrong with them. I mean, there are those people that you just, they're like, um, I don't, jeez. I was going to say they're like dogs. <laughs> but what I meant is their hearts. Their hearts are big like dogs. You know, a dog just loves you no matter what. Yeah. They're so friendly. They're so loving. I mean, they're, they're really aggressive, too. Yeah. They're, yeah, they Very they got, strong, well, too. Yeah, no, yeah, I heard, I've heard that. I've never really had a chance, like, anyone in my family or... Anyone close I knew that had Down syndrome, that, you know, I've had the experience to, like, you know, physically wrestle around or play with one of them. But I, I heard that they're really strong. Well, in the preview, he breaks through. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's one of those things, too, that I knew, too, from the previews. I was like, oh, well, yeah, those, 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 those types of people are really, really strong. So strong, they don't even know it. They got mm-hmm. big hearts, too, man. Yeah. They're so loving. They're so sincere. Yeah, but I hear that they get angry really, really quick. It, they're they're straight to the point. I think. Yeah. I don't think they. Um, they're emotional. Yeah, they're very emotional. I mean, like I said, I never had a chance personally, but I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things that go behind what make them so charis- uh, charismatic and awesome. But I'm looking forward to that movie. That's going to be a good movie. That's both those movies going to be good, but I, I'm looking more forward to the Peanut Butter Falcon. You said you, you read something about a shooting or something, Vince, or a stabbing. Stabbing, yeah. There was a so the, stabbing. So we have gun control happening in the, in the country now, and this is our future. Mass stabbings. There was a stabbing. <laughs> uh, yeah, mass stabbing. Uh, it was a stabbing spree, actually, in Garden Grove, Garden California. Grove. Uh, it started in an apartment complex where the the suspect actually lives. He robbed, uh, robbed, robbed a lady in the apartment complex and then robbed somebody else at a at a bakery, and they went back to the apartment complex, robbed somebody else, and killed somebody. Wait, killed wait, who, two, who killed somebody? The suspect. Name hasn't been released. Okay, so he went so he, he robbed, from, his, from, his, from his house. Ro- yeah, robbed somebody in his apartment complex. Okay. Went to a bakery, robbed somebody else. Okay. Went back to the punk, uh, complex, robbed, robbed two other people, stabbed them. One died on site. One died later on in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Then he went to a Chevron and stabbed somebody else, a guy pumping gas, and uh, he survived. He's in the hospital. And then uh, another person at the 7-Eleven, a lady, stabbed her, uh, and that's where he got caught, actually, the when the police responded. They got there. Uh, he actually, no, actually, at 7-Eleven, he stabbed a guard. I'm sorry. He stabbed a guard, took his gun. So who was the lady that was stabbed? Was there a lady stabbed? Yeah, there was a lady stabbed. She was she was the one stabbed at the bakery. Okay. Yeah. And the security guard was stabbed at 7-Eleven. Yes. And then the suspect took his the security guard's gun after he stabbed him. Yes. 
And what happened after that? After that, the cops took him in custody. No, uh, no shootout. No, no shootout. Like no, no, one nothing, no one was killed. Because he's well, a mass stabber. Yeah. So he probably didn't know how to use a gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Oh man, yeah. Uh, I was just, I'm just, I'm like so tired from the, the fishing trip today, and just like, like I'm, and just violence. I'm just so fucking violent. I don't want it to become a part of me. You know, they're saying it's a part of America. I'm like, fuck that. Every time I hear about something bad, it makes me pissed off or worried or you know anxious. I get anxiety. So I'm like, fuck. I mean, it has my attention, but, uh, man, speaking of that, remember that guy, the Brazilian gang leader guy? Mm-hmm. They got arrested that tried to dress up like his daughter, like with a full latex mask and a wig, and they got busted trying to escape? Yeah. However, he tried to make that plan work. It, it failed. He died, dude. No way. Yeah, and the news today, he apparently, it's funny how you just hear about people, and then, you know, they do, I don't know, Brazil's so sketchy of a place. We hear about this guy in the news, and all of a sudden he's dead. But anyways, he's dead. I think he was, you know, uh, what was his name? Claudi, Claude, Claude Vino da Silva, 42 years old. Same guy that tried to dress like his daughter and escape was found dead today and apparently committed suicide in his cell by hanging himself with his own bed sheets. So I guess maybe this guy was facing life, tried to escape, didn't work, got fucked even more. Uh... That's the only way to escape is uh, escape life, yeah. kill yourself. Yeah. But it seems like that's all the time we have for today, guys. Um, hope you guys had a great day. Uh, we'll get back at you guys, catch up with the news that we missed in our future podcast. Um, anything else you got, Dish? Uh, not like always. Just take care, watch out, and uh, have a good one. Good night.